0: Talks on psychoanalysis shares topics published in the IPA Society journals and Congress debates worldwide, from the direct voice of the authors to the links to their papers. We hope that this window will allow you to see the depth and breadth of psychoanalytic thought across the world, far away, so close. Happy listening! This episode was created and edited by Gaetano Pellegrini. Introduction recorded by Frank and Drade. Marav Roth PhD is a clinical psychologist and a training psychoanalyst at the Israeli Psychoanalytic Society. She's a researcher of hermeneutics and culture, focusing on the link between psychoanalysis and literature. She's a chair of the psychotherapy program Sackler School of Medicine at Tel Aviv University, and the former Chair of the Interdisciplinary Doctoral Program in Psychoanalysis, and the former Founder and Chair of the Postgraduate Melanie Klein Studies. Roth published various chapters and books and papers on psychoanalysis, literature, and trauma. Her book, Reading the Reader, A Psychoanalytic Perspective on Literature, was published by Rootledge 2020.
1: Hi. Thank you for joining me. I wish to think of transference in the days of Corona, which is also a name of a paper I wrote on the subject. And that what I will try to do here is to present the main ideas that were also presented in that paper. Analysis in the days of coronavirus is very challenging in many respects. Uh, There is an expression, a wall coming down, which is also the name of working groups in the Israeli Psycholytic Society. Organized and led by Yolanda Gampo for years, uh, that is referring to one wall of the clinic, of the setting that uh, is as if fallen, addressing incidents of social political violence or a situation like this uh, of the epidemic, uh, situations in the psychoanalytic sessions where violent events place therapist and patient in a symmetrical position. And corona is, of course, a very massive embodiment of a wall coming down, highlighting the universal fragility when facing a pandemic. And uh, this situation raises fascinating questions, I think, about how do we, psychoanalysts, psychotherapists, face this challenge in real time with our patients share this reality with us. And one of the conclusions that may emerge from the falling wall is that it is not an appropriate time for deep interpretations of unconscious aspects related to early object relations and to the transverse relations. And this conclusion will be led by the assumption that the external reality is so strong, so crucial in its power and influence, that the responses to it must be re- respected in accordance with reality, and reality alone. Even more so, that an interpretation of inner reality at this very moment is a psychological attack on the patient's sane judgment of a crazy reality. And who am I to be judged, to be the judge of any of this? What is the difference between me and the, my patients at this time? Aren't we two in the same boat? So these days indeed shed light on the mutual existential reality of patients and therapists. But these are actually old news, since we are all uh, condemned to death from the day we are born. And, And moreover, paradoxically, it is particularly now against the common background of radical shared reality that we gain sight to how much it is the particular inner world of each individual that shapes the way that she or he experiences life. This is particularly noticeable precisely in these days when the background is relatively uniform and each patient responds to it differently Uh, There was a funny WhatsApp message uh, going around and they asked, what type of a corona person are you? Are you the anxious type, the heroic type, the apathetic type, the denying type and so on? And this is one good way to define the purpose of therapy, right? Not to change the face of reality, but to acknowledge it and to explore how the inner world of each patient is calibrated to meet the reality of his or her life. And so analytical listening must be exercised more attentively to all the unconscious motivations that trigger this moment and are triggered by it, both from within ourselves and from our patients. To name a few, we should ask ourselves about the nature of the pleasure or displeasure around by this sudden partnership and identification. The unconscious fantasies of both parties related to the life and death drive and to sexuality. The yearning to get rid of the burden of responsibility. The urge to get rid of envy and hatred of differences through this force sameness. Uh, The wish to finally merge in an unlimited love or to fulfill the yearning for twinship. Uh, a threat that the partitions have fallen uh, no more difference between parents and children, between those in charge and those in need. This threat actually has two faces. It means both loss of good care and an Oedipal wish and guilt for breaking the boundaries and invading the parental kingdom. The latter is greatly amplified in online conversations. Where do you talk to patients online from and where they talk from? Who knows uh, what will be done in that other room? What about the other parts of the body that aren't captured in the camera? How many jokes have you told and heard about the pajamas, sweatpants, underwears? Uh, that take place in these sessions. Uh, Patients say, oh, it could be such fun talking from my bed. It will be more comfortable. So it is highly important to listen to all the declared and and not declared fantasies and try to see how they are blended with unconscious fantasies and nourish the transference relationship with excess baggage that needs to be acknowledged and worked through in the current sessions. So I will try to refer to a number of transfer situations that we meet these days, which should draw attention, I think, to their particular meaning in each patient. And I think the the online treatments add complexity to the reality of the corona. Uh, The midst of real crisis uh, there is separation. So this external necessity for keeping away from each other will arouse various uh, interpretations depending on the internal object relations and the transference relations that are aroused in the corona days. Working online may provoke infantile excitement, Oedipal, even incestuous one. Someone forgot the door open, and I find myself part of the primal scene as an uninvited guest who suddenly sees his object naked, can comfort him or her, but also provoke and be provoked by. And hence, uh, the patients might feel anxious and guilty. And fear is created from the moment the door will be slammed in one's face alternatively, and not less frightening, from an unexpected Oedipal victory that will result in the loss of all order and good care, which is always required, and especially in rainy days. The, the, the clinic door closes and opens at the same time now. On the one hand, we cancelled face-to-face meetings and the transition to online treatment from far is like an open statement that both party in the therapeutic encounter endanger each other. This echoes deep anxieties of patients who are afraid to poison and infect us with their inner destructiveness and to be caught in their shameful psychic diseases. For someone whose mother's womb was damned for him all his life. This deportation will hurt more intensely. From a paranoid schizoid position, which I also call the refusal to reality position, one might understand it as a betrayal, as a painful proof of a vicious scam. Our parental patients are prone to be especially aware of the extent to which we would be keen to accept their generosity while subtly giving up our interpretive position and our distinctive role, and they will unconsciously experience it as they once experienced their weak objects. For others, feelings of envy will receive a strong and sweet gratification. <clears throat> Finally, you will also know how it feels when there is no safe ground to put your feet on, when your loved ones are in danger, when you're in danger. This experience might be characterized by a manic attitude, feeling triumphant and even contemptuous towards those, as included, who were born with the right cards in their hands and now are afraid and helpless. The manic defense may also take a heroic turn expressed either in the patient's carelessness or in projecting onto us an ideal position that demands from us a heroic sacrifice for the patient's sake, a physical sacrifice to the analytic idol that will be realized by meeting despite of the guidelines, not using hand sanitizer, not keeping distance between the armchairs or not moving to online treatment, because we are good, generous, caring, ideal analytic objects who glorify the inner world and the therapeutic relationship above and beyond the dangers of marginal reality. Others, in a position that Klein called the depressive position, and I also named the position that is accepting reality, will allow us to observe and care for their inner world, expressing thereby latent generosity towards us, by allowing us to preserve our blessed routine. For this to happen, a good internal object that provides the infrastructure for trust in the therapist is required with them, it will be easier to feel how love, when not buried under hate, as Klein called it, has a curative influence uh, on us as well. And once again, this occurrence should be understood and interpreted within the transfer situation. I want also to think of the past in the present, in Malcolm's uh, expression, uh, both about retrospective reparation and afterwardness reparation. I will explain. In her formative paper, Morning and its Relation to Manic Depressive States, Melanie Klein describes the a moment that I always return to, in which she walks down the street shortly after her son died. And distractedly she notices beautiful houses on her way and in her incredible reflective ability, she realizes that her attention to beauty indicates that the good objects within her came back to life and with them the aesthetic and good in her world. And she writes that when a disaster happens to us, it happens to our internal objects as well. A similar discourse takes place within us under the threat of the epidemic and is reflected in our trans relations. In the time of Corona, the old traumatic scripts are met with the current reality, coloring it with fears and repetition and hopes and for reparation that will have a transformative influence not only on the here and now, but also in retrospect. Former dangers and traumas that were experienced in the past, either in the personal level, interpersonal or intergenerational level, rise from the shades and come to life in the face of the present corona danger. In Malcolm's definition, we are encountered with the past and the present. For me, I will give my example. Since the outbreak of the corona pandemic The Holocaust has been on my mind all the time. Even though I wasn't experiencing it myself, although my inner feelings are that I most certainly was. But as a child, I was trying to grasp the history of my father that so intensely shaped my inner world. In light of this, I can vividly sense how he lives through me it's an expression of Gampo, he lives through me his stories, and more precisely, his experiences that have been passed to me through these stories, and shape my concept of and experience of the corona. They are screened from the inner old movie screen to the new one, and feed it with anxieties and hopes and confusion and false knowledge, doubts and dread. And at the same time, it is also an opportunity for both retrospective and afterwardness reparations. The first means that the present situation can shed new light and offer new reparatory understandings to old memories. And the latter, the afterwardness, the referred action, it's similar um, um, synonyms to, to Freud's après So the latter means that uh, um, reparatory understanding uh, is not only in retrospect, but also that memory traces themselves may alter. I dreamed my father's past so many times, and now the nonlinear time of the unconscious that Freud taught us about blends there and then and here and now in a way that imprisons me in my corona holocaust ga- ghetto, learning from inside how it felt and how it feels, consciously and unconsciously fantasizing about how must they have felt how they reacted, what did they miss? And oddly enough, it is also a pleasant experience, as if I got a second chance. I can rerun the movie with all the repairs needed to cure, the old wounds of my parents and their families and my people. I mourn what was buried inside me for many years. I gain new perspective I create new meaning to old history that wasn't even mine, reshaping it, reshaping the notes of my mystic pen. Meeting these in the psychoanalytic encounter may offer us now a unique opportunity to understand, to mourn and to transform all traumatic memories into a meaningful development. I wish to address also the projective identification, the countertransference in the time of corona and, and suggest that a royal road to the particulars of the transfer situation in the time of corona would be our projective identification with each patient. And of course, we must be careful because under the influence of the falling wall, of the Corona crisis and all all its influence in general, we are bound to feel overwhelmed and confused. So we do need to be more vigilant than ever about our counter-transference, trying to sense how our anxieties and needs might color the encounter and be projected on and into our patients, which is a question that we always have to ask ourselves. And uh, in these times, as now even more so. Uh, we're never, of course, totally free of our own in projections, but if it is not too dominant, it will be taken into consideration as part of the analytic third that is created uh, between patient and analyst. But And I think one of the indications that can help us discern between our overwhelmed state and a massive project identification transferred from the patient into our container in the Corona period is the question of the uniformity of our responses to different patients during the same day. The more similar our responses are between one session to the other, the more likely that they are strongly influenced by our subjective state, which paints the therapeutic encounter. The more differential our reactions are, the more likely that they reflect the specificity of projective identification in a specific session with a particular patient. And as I said, a royal road to the particulars of the transfer situation always and in the time of Corona would be our projective identification with each one of our patients. We We, um, we are required to find um the 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 differences and uh, I will give a few examples uh, when we remove the armchair from one patient uh, from the patient's sofa do we feel the same with each one of them when we talk online do we feel the same with all of our patients of course not so if we remember the differences that the differences stem from different projective identifications that are either evacuated into us or communicated with us in each session, we will find tremendous value in listening to our feelings and associations related to jealousy, confusion, fatigue, excitement and so on and so forth. A huge variety of options that vary from session to session in accordance with the typical dynamics of the transverse relations in the particular therapeutic encounter. And a few words about the setting and and interpreting it. it. We are required to find, of course, adaptive flexibility nowadays within ourselves according to the adjustments needed in the time of Corona in terms of the setting. And the concrete solutions vary from one therapist to the other and from one patient to the other, according to their real and inner possibilities. But what we need to keep in mind is the crucial role of the psychoanalytic situation of the setting, as the name of Blecher's wonderful paper. It is very important to try and maintain the non-process, as constant as possible. But it is no less important that we allow ourselves to think of breaches in the new setting in terms of transference reactions and acting out, not to be terrorized by guilt or by being blamed for interpreting in that level, even when reality is so strongly influ- influential. In the current Turbulent, cramped days keeping the routine of interpretations will serve in itself as a valuable gift for our patients, as an evidence to the fact that there is value in listening to one's inner world as a way of anchoring in reality, always so and even more so now. The very act of interpretation, even before going into its meaning, tells the patient that his or her reactions to reality has an internal context, and by that a space is opened for self-reflection and potential transformation. What was felt as solely external and concrete becomes internal and subject for symbolic thinking. Moreover, From the continuation of treatment in general, and of working through in the trans -trans relations in particular, our patients understand that we too survive this reality. That the container was undermined, but not cracked. That the alpha function was challenged, but not stopped. It can even be said that our therapeutic endeavor signifies in itself optimism. As it reflects our faith in a prospect for psychological growth, in the ability for the human psyche to find meaning and creative in, in creative possibilities for reparation and development in the face of every fate, including the corona. Reality is powerful, sometimes almost unbearable. The fears, and threats are real and must be respected as normal reactions to abnormal reality. The distress is based on the threatening results of the coronavirus pandemic, economic, political, medical breakdown. But as Melanie Klein wrote, and I quote, to what extent reality and fantasy are intermingled is only to be revealed by analysing the transfer situation, end quote. So if we continue to interpret the particular transfer situations aroused in the corona days, we thus preserve the continuum, continuum between the past, the inner world, the present and the external reality, the self and the other. Psychoanalytic working through, in times of a massive presence of external reality, is an act of loyalty to the face of the individual and it is therefore an act of love and faith. And what do we need more these days? Thank you very much.